0: Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor. I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsaw, as the dude in the Big Lebowski would say, new shit has come to light. Let's just say, my sources, they never fail me. No. The first, I mean, you called me uh, almost instantaneously after this trade went down. To tell, to tell me that your source was correct. And
1: wow. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. It was that we had literally, literally, had just talked about Carson Wentz on the episode prior to that trade becoming official. And I believe, I don't remember what I said verbatim, but I believe I said something along the lines of, my source told me that it is inevitable or something along those lines that Carson Wentz will end up with the Colts." And 24 hours later, bam. And it was funny is I got a text from that same person in the morning before the trade broke. And he had said to me that there was movement. And I didn't know that it was – that the trade was basically done. I didn't know that. But all, well, usually, all I got was that there yeah. was movement. And then lo and behold, bam. Carson Wentz is in Indianapolis Colt.
0: Yep, well th- this is a fascinating trade. And I mean really, I think this kind of kind of quelled a lot of people's fears about how quarterbacks are kind of becoming crazy overpriced because this seems like a reasonable trade package for somebody like Carson Wentz. This is a basically it's a it's a buy low for the Colts. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yes and no,
1: because they're, they're also assuming the contract. While Philadelphia is taking a 30 million dollar cap, head, which is basically unheard of, um, Indianapolis is still assuming the remaining years of well, Was this the year. NHL. Are they retaining salary? Yes, they're retaining salary. This is the NHL. Yes, it's not Roger Goodell, it's Gary Bettman.
0: I like Anybody this. Anybody want to from- take half of Matt Bolesky's contract?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Adam, I, I I agree with you. I like this trade for both sides. I, I just think the Colts, they needed a quarterback. They, they got a guy that Frank Reich is just very, 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 very familiar with in Carson. Some Wednesday. would say Smitten. Some would say Smitten, yes. And then if you are Philadelphia, you get that. You take the $30 million cap hit, but then the rest of that obscene, monstrous, heinous contract is off your books for good. And there's the possibility that you get a first-round pick out of this. If you don't, you get two second-round picks, and you get the opportunity to build with Jalen Hurts if if Philadelphia thinks Jalen Hurts is their guy, which I don't know why he wouldn't be. But there are some reports out there saying that the Eagles are still trying to assess their quarterback situation, and maybe they see Nate Sudfeld as their quarterback of the future. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows?
0: Well, I think, you know, with Jalen Hurts, there's definitely still room for improvement, obviously. Oh, oh,
1: Jalen, Jalen Hurts should be their starter, no questions asked. I was being facetious with the whole Nate Sudfeld throwing him into the franchise quarterback discussion. Nate Sudfeld is no,
0: awful. No, I, I'm aware. I'm just saying that well, – Some people if, may not be.
1: Some people may have heard that and said, is this guy on drugs?
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, he you are a Cowboys fan, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. That's like me saying, oh, Jared Stidham should be the Patriots quarterback of the future.
1: I watched that week 17 game just like everybody else did. And my (laughs) God, that was some of the worst football I've ever seen played in my life from Nate Sudfeld.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I was thinking about like at the end of that blowout against the Rams with Patriots, where they put in uh, Jared Jarrett's I was like, wow, this is just, this is just terrible. They really think that this guy is, is the guy. Well, it, it all, it all comes back to,
1: I guess having this the, the tank Doug Peterson discussion where the Patriots sucked. We all knew that. The Patriots are a terrible football team and they needed to assess what they had with Stidham. Whereas with the Eagles, they have a guy. They have a guy. His name is Jalen Hurts. At least to 99.9% of the NFL watching community, we all see that Jalen Hurts can, can definitely play. Yes, but what if the one percent is Howie Roseman? The the one percent was Howie wrote the point one percent was Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson that needed for some ungodly reason to see Nate Nate Sudfeld. but that's a whole different conversation for another day. And I feel like we've uh, we've beaten that drum uh, already. But I, like I said, I, if I'm looking at this now from the Colts perspective and what this does for for fantasy, um. I recorded a mock draft with Jared, which is going to come out probably over the weekend. I believe I'll, uh, I'll have that out, if not Monday. And um, we were both very, very, very high on Jonathan Taylor. Very high on him. And Jonathan Taylor, for me, he's a top six guy. He's a top six guy now. I have him ahead of Saquon Barkley. I have him ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. I just have him behind, of course, uh, McCaffrey, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, uh, Devontae Adams, and Derrick Henry. So he's top five for running backs, but top six, just outside top six overall.
0: Well, here's kind of a, uh, a sneak preview of what we're going to talk about later. And that is that Carson Wentz, as we sit here, is at 23 uh, and fantasy pros. He's the 23rd ranked quarterback. I don't know if they've updated after the trade, if that reflects how they actually think of Carson Wentz, but I think that Carson Wentz, with a good offensive line, a nice supporting cast uh, around him, even though his uh, number one receiver doesn't want to give up his number
1: to True. Carson
0: Wentz. True. But um, I think that Carson Wentz is definitely not only in prime for a bounce back season, but I think he can go back into the top 20, maybe even top 15.
1: Yeah, when I when I adjusted my ranks after the, the Carson Wentz trade, I had him ranked at number 18. So and I think that might be uh, some people might raise some eyebrows at that. Um, but I think it's more because there is a very unproven cast in terms of pass catchers. It's very similar to what they had. In Philadelphia with Indianapolis, and the only difference is Carson Wentz will just have ample amount of time to, to get the ball out. And there's also a proven running back there in, in Jonathan Taylor, who the Colts definitely want to use. But in terms of in terms of who is around him, uh, according to my personal ranks, um, I have Daniel Jones right, right around him. Uh, the guys I have above him, I'll start there. I have Kirk Cousins above him. I have Matthew Stafford above him. I have Jalen Hurts above him. Uh, in terms of guys I have underneath him, uh, Baker Mayfield I have underneath him, Ben Roethlisberger underneath him, uh, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, those kind of guys. So he he's kind of, for me right now, without seeing free agency and not knowing what the Colts' pass catchers are going to look like, uh, Carson Wentz is a low-end QB2 for right now, uh, maybe middle-of-the-road QB2. But with room, obviously, to improve because the Colts have so much money that they can go and spend in in free agency where if they were to go out and get Carson Wentz a number one receiver and maybe they bring back T.Y. Hilton, maybe they don't, maybe they sign an Allen Robinson, maybe they try and get Zach Ertz from Philadelphia, maybe Philadelphia cuts Ertz and then Ertz signs in Indianapolis. There are a whole lot of avenues where we see Carson Wentz just – slowly but surely get to being a guy that you could say you could pick him in fantasy and there is a rationale behind it.
0: Well, if you really want to make it Eagles West, uh, I think that Alshon Jeffrey is going to be hitting the market soon. He's going to be cut by Indianapolis. And so is Deshaun Jackson, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I honestly, I think they, they would be in play for somebody like Kenny Galladay. Also could be. Yeah. Yeah. could be. I mean, Kenny holiday, very similar to Alshon Jeffrey in terms of the kind of receiver that they are very, very, very similar. But also, I mean, are the lions really going to want to sign Kenny holiday and give him the money that they want, that he probably wants. And also for Kenny Galladay to stay on a team that is, that is rebuilding that is going is poised to be fucking terrible next year. Well, I, I've heard from the same source that told
1: me about the Wentz trade. Uh, he has said to me that it looks like Kenny Galladay is actually going to be staying in Detroit. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Lions are actually going to franchise
0: tag him. Oh uh, Well, that – yeah. Well, the, today, uh, the 23rd is the day that that can start. So Right. That should be very interesting.
1: Right. And I, 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 I'm not surprised. I, I, I am not remotely surprised that that is what Detroit is uh, looking to do. Now, there is the possibility that you need to uh, keep your minds and ears open to about potential tag and trade situations. We've seen that happen
0: time and time again. Well, you could be like a Kenny Galladay could be like a Yannick Gakwe and just like, no, I'm not going to sign my tag, trade me. Correct,
1: which is basically what I was referring to, which is the the Ngakwe situation, yes. Is that, he, that the Lions could tag him and then trade him? Same right. thing. Same thing with the Bears and Allen Robinson. That the Bears could tag Allen Robinson and then and then trade him. But I mean, as far as I've heard in terms of Allen Robinson, um, I, I I've heard nothing that suggests that Allen Robinson is going back to Chicago.
0: Right. Well, Which I is think the whole, great
1: news for all parties involved. By the way.
0: Yes, and basically great news for all 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah, uh, yes, correct. I think also with Kenny Galladay, um, I mean, it sucks that he's going to stay in Detroit for another year, but at least now he can kind of bet on bet on himself and play a full season without being injured. And if he puts up the numbers that we're accustomed to, then he could probably get a better contract. In well,
1: 2022.
0: Do, I, do I dare even say it, but
1: I, I kind of think that Detroit at least offensively, has a pretty solid foundation at least to build on because you have DeAndre Swift, who a lot of people think is really good. I think he's really good, but I think for fantasy, you know, where he's going is a little high, but that's a conversation for another day. You have Kenny Galladay, who Jared Goff, I bet, is going to be looking to quite a bit. And then you also have TJ Hawkinson. So I think in terms of, you know, what you're looking for, in terms of having, you know – An avenue, at least, for fantasy production. The Lions have something there because you also have Jared Goff. Who you could say what you want about Jared Goff, but the guy comes to play when when he when he wants to, and he has put up and he's helped guys put up very very solid fantasy numbers in the past.
0: Yep. Well, we'll see if that is if it's the old system quarterback argument or if Jared Goff is really that good. I mean. Well, this it's the same thing we see with a lot of guys who have spent their entire careers in one situation. That uh, things can be proven wrong, much to the chagrin of myself.
1: Good, good. I think I think is an understatement. I, I don't know if we could at least say that Jared Goff is what we would call quote good. But at the very least, I think he'll be serviceable for what the uh, what the Lions will be looking for in terms of trying to get themselves at least an answer for their quarterback position that they've been truly, truly uh,
0: looking for. Well, I think well they've had an answer. It's just that Matt, Matt Stafford hasn't taken them to where they just hasn't taken them to where, to where they want to go. He's been there for for 20 for 10 years. For 11 or 12 years whatever it was which is, a, which is a damn shame because Matt Stafford is really really good right exactly I mean he's basically being wasted or he was wasted in in Detroit that's what happens when you have a when the, the best quarterback in franchise history puts a curse on you after he leaves to go play for Pittsburgh <laughs> that, that's a curse yeah the, the curse of Bobby Lane Oh, that's right.
1: I thought. Well, we still we're still trying to get over the whole Barry Sanders curse too. That that whole thing is just that that that's legit. By the way, that whole the Barry Sanders curse is real. That if we're, they weren't going to win with Barry Sanders, they weren't winning with anybody.
0: Well, I think it's yeah. You know, players retiring in their prime, not great. Not a great look. No, no, and literally
1: Detroit could not win with. Humbly, the greatest running
0: back of all time. Yeah, really? You think Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time? Yes. No, no, no questions asked. I he,
1: think would have, he would have smashed Walter Payton's record. Emmitt wouldn't have had a chance. No disrespect to Emmitt. I love Emmitt. But Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time, with without question. Really not? I think it's Jim Brown. Yeah, you can make a case. You can make a case. Yep. Sure. I mean, it definitely is more of a fluid conversation to have because there are just so many guys that you could put in that in that debate of who the greatest of all time is. Sweetness, of course. Barry, uh, Emmett, Jim Brown. You know, some people would put Ladainian Tomlinson in that discussion as well.
0: Yep, definitely. All right. So we're not talking about running backs this episode. That's next episode. Yes. Um, we're talking about quarterbacks here. And basically, we're going to look at uh, the rankings on Fantasy Pros because it's as I've probably said before, as we've probably said before, it's an aggregate of a bunch of other Fantasy Pros, quote unquote. And ECR expert consensus rankings. That's correct. I wanted to put the put the pun in there, but yeah, it's the expert consensus ranking.
1: Yes, the Fantasy Pros ranked by the Fantasy
0: Pros. I guess uh, so you can call it objectively subjective. Yeah, you can call it objectively subjective. Sure. And so looking at these ranks, um, if you want to go by, if you want me to just read out the top 20, top 25, would that work for you?
1: Well, I think what we, what we could do to make it more interesting is you just pick two guys that Fantasy Pros has ranked relatively close together, and we debate who we like more. Okay. All And you can pick anybody that you want, Adam. I leave leave it in your controlling hands.
0: Well, this is going to be fascinating. All right. At 13 and 14, it's the Battle of the Mats. Do you like Matthew Stafford or Matt Ryan? this,
1: This is an interesting one. I have Matt Stafford as my number 13 quarterback. I have Matt Ryan as my number 15 quarterback. So you said Fantasy Pros has him as 13 and 14?
0: Yeah, Matt Ryan's at 14. Stafford's at 13. Okay, so Fantasy Pros and I have Stafford in the same place. Um Kirk Cousins I, is at 15, by the way. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have I have Kirk Cousins ahead of Matt Ryan for right now. So it's kind of in that, that same range at trio's in the same kind of spot. Um me personally, I like Matthew Stafford more. And I just think that he has more of a of a complete offense around him, you know, you look at what they have at running back with cam Akers. You look at what they have at the receiver spots with Cooper cup and Robert woods, um, budding receivers in Van Jefferson, who I know a lot of people like a lot coming into 2021. Josh Reynolds has always been very serviceable as well. And even the tight end spots, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett are very, very talented. They're not exactly, uh, what we would call a fantasy cup of tea, but in terms of Matthew Stafford, he's got plenty of really good options to get the ball out to. And even if he doesn't, you know, you have cam makers who can definitely, definitely catch the ball. Same with Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown, if you need to change it up a little bit. So uh, for me, Matthew Stafford is the guy versus Matt Ryan, who there are questions, with Julio Jones. Uh, they don't have much of a running game. And, you know, we, we all know about Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is a superstar. We know that, but um, for me, I just think there is more of an elite upside with Matt Stafford versus Matt Ryan while we've seen it from Matt Ryan. I think the floor is definitely safer with Ryan but I think the upside is greater with Stafford
0: yeah, I agree with you I'm not I like Matt Ryan but not to not to the same extent that I like Stafford which is basically why the rankings are are the way they are at least in my opinion um but really, you have somebody like Matt Ryan, where there's there, like you said, there's so many question marks surrounding a supporting cast. You don't know if Julio Jones is even going to be there. You don't know what they're going to do at running back. They don't have it's a void there. You really think they're going to stick with Ito Smith and Brian Hill as the running back? Like they're probably going to sign somebody in free agency, but who knows who that is at this point in time? You don't even know if even if Matt Ryan is going to be there in Atlanta. He could be traded. Uh, to to somewhere, and you know you have a lot, the musical chairs of quarterbacks. It's still it's running. I mean, we had it with uh, with Stafford and and Goff and Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis, and we're gonna have to see that, especially with quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I, and
1: for, for full disclosure, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, Adam. Um, no problem. I'll, I'll let you get back to finish what you were saying. Uh okay. Matt Ryan. I would yep. only put Matt Ryan ahead of Matthew Stafford if Matt Ryan was traded to San Francisco.
0: Yeah, that would be a great move, career Back wise. Kyle Shanahan. Yep, that would be a great, great move. And he had, and he has a running game. He's got a, a budding number one receiver in Brandon Ayuk, an All-Pro tight end in George Kittle. He would love it. What that do you like?
1: What do you think of uh, of Ayuk, Adam? Because um, when we were doing the mock. Uh, Jared and I were a little bit different in terms of um, our feelings towards Ayuk.
0: Well, I like Brandon Ayuk. I think that he was able to to have a great season, a good rookie season, when A, there was no training camp, really, no preseason games, a revolving door quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured, um, just waning quality of play with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard where they were being swapped out. And he was, he was able to do it. He was able to have a really good season. So I think I, I like, uh, Brandon, Icke, especially if he has a consistent quarterback for 16 games,
1: even if it's they not also Matt Ryan.
0: Good, good. And he also dealt with testing positive for COVID. I almost forgot true. about that. That's true. That's
1: very true. Let's say it, it is Jimmy Garoppolo and let's say it's not, it's not Matt Ryan. I know we're diverting away from the quarterbacks, but I just want to touch on this very quick before we move on to a different one. Um, would Brandon Ayuk with Jimmy Garoppolo be a top thirty guy or not a top thirty guy? I think he'd
0: be a top thirty guy.
1: Okay, yeah, we agree. We agree. I haven't. I have him right now as my wide receiver twenty-seven. I don't want to make a straw man out of Jared here, but what did he? What did you say
0: about Brandon um, Ayuk?
1: Well, what he said. Not to spoil anything, for people who are going to listen to the uh, the mock. But basically what he had said was he's not sure about Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's not sure about the quarterback play. And that kind of cools him off of Ayuk, which is, which is very fair. But at the same time, uh, Brandon Ayuk did what he did with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. So uh, unless Jared thinks that Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which I, I would not be opposed to him if he said, said that because, my God, Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. But at the same time. Brandon, I, he, he's talented and they're just certain guys that I don't think it really matters where they are, or who they're playing with talent. at The end of the day just kind of shines. And that I think was a prime example of Brandon Ayuk last year, Was that the team was terrible. There were injuries throughout and still Brandon, Ayuk found a way to have a really, really, really solid year. And someone that I think he's going to be targeted pretty heavily by a lot of managers come, uh, come draft day in August and September.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Ayuk also is that basically for the mo- for a lot of the season, he was the only receiver with work- with two working hands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, on the 49ers. So I think when George Kittle, if George Kittle plays the full season, if and when George Kittle plays the full 2021 uh, season, knock on wood. I mean, what is that going to mean for Brandon Ayuk's produ- production? That's going to yeah. be interesting to look at. You make a
1: fascinating point, Adam. You make a really, really, really good point. And what was interesting about this mock too was that Debo Samuel was taken in the same sort of area, and that made me want to vomit. I can imagine. I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I will tell you, and this this is a fun fact. People could have crucified me for this, but I don't really care. Uh, Debo Samuel is not in my top fifty of receivers. Wow. Some would even say I have a vendetta. Against Debo Samuel. Not true. The guy cannot just cannot stay on the field. When I, I see this is what drives me nuts, and maybe we had this discussion before. I don't I I really I really don't know. But why is it that people want to call out certain guys for being injury prone, let's say, but then the same guys want to go and, and dabble with Debo Samuel. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm having a mental breakdown over people's love for Debo Samuel because it it, it it
0: drives me nuts. Well, I think that really it was last year that he was very injury prone because he played 15 games his rookie season. And what did he do his rookie season? What were, what were his numbers? And he didn't do great. There you go. He had 802 yards and three touchdowns.
1: Okay, it's
0: it's like a low-end flex numbers. But he did have three rushing touchdowns. He had 159 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Okay, nice. Six total touchdowns his rookie year? Great. All right, what have you done for me lately? But But he only played seven games last year, and he had 391 yards and one touchdown on 33 catches.
1: But Adam, this is a guy that's being taken in the eighth round of drafts. What are we doing as an industry?
0: Well, clearly we're buying into we're like every other industry, we're all hype, it's all hype-based.
1: I will not subscribe to this hype. Do not draft Devo Samuel. Thank you for coming to my
0: TED Talk. Lord Vader. (laughs) Lord Vader. Anyway, uh, long diatribe aside. Yes? Do it. Embrace your hatred. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever told you the story of Darth Plagius the Wise? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love these shows so much. I know, it's great, right? I love the (laughs) off-season. See, You know, on the other podcasts that I'm on, I can't do it. I, I don't do my do a uh, Darth Palpatine and Emperor Palpatine impression. It's just not it's just not a thing. But Why? Here,
1: Why? That would be the show that you should do it.
0: I know, right? But here, 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 I can do it just because.
1: Just because this is the Loony House, so we can just do whatever we want.
0: Yep. Well, that's that's the beauty of not uh, being attached to a to a set schedule on a show.
1: And this is the only show where you're gonna hear Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher,
0: noted Everton, a Liverpool,
1: fan. Liverpool centre back,
0: noted Everton fan, Everton fan.
1: Oh no! Did noted Evertonian never never loved Evertonian? Never wore
0: an Everton shirt. I almost called him. I almost said Everpool was Yeah, funny. some Liverpool,
1: some Liverpool fans actually want to want to kill you right now.
0: But Jamie Carragher play for Liverpool. From Steven Here, Gerrard, I'll make them really want to kill me. Ruben Diaz is better than Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs>
1: Absolutely ludicrous. That is absolutely absurd. Virgil van Dijk is the best center-back in the world. And you know who he plays with? Who's Andy Robertson? He plays with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mo Salah. Sadio Mane.
0: Roberto Firmino.
1: Well, Ruben Dias is playing for Man
0: City. Steven, what do you think of this take? Mm,
1: Yeah, of course. Ruben Dias is a He's a
0: great player,
1: plays for Man City, great football club.
0: Well, by May, he's going to have more Premier League medals than both Jamie Carragher and Steven Gerrard. But do you know that I, Steven Gerrard,
1: I'm managing Rangers at the moment, and we're about to go in the Scottish Premier League. Unbeaten. Unbeaten, Jamie.
0: Yeah, of course. Anyway, thank you for that. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for coming out. Really? Rangers is still unbeaten? Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Eh, It's not the same. Why is it not the same? No, it's not the same as Arsenal. Because the Scottish...
1: Absolutely. thousand percent. Great take, Adam.
0: There's There's only one Invincible. I mean, it's still it's still incredibly impressive. Oh, for sure, for for sure. But there are only one invincibles. Jeez, they might they might win like uh, they might get like one hundred and ten points. They're already
1: at eighty two. But there are ha- how many games left though in the uh, in the Scottish Premier League? That's that's the thing.
0: How many games do they be?
1: Is I don't know how many uh, how many games are uh,
0: there? are Eight games left.
1: Eight? Okay. Yep. So they, they could they could put up uh, 106 points, possibly.
0: Yep. If they win all their games. Jesus. They've won. They've tw- 26 wins, four draws, and no losses. They've only allowed nine goals. Nine in 30 games.
1: That's ridiculous. That's that's really, really good. How the hell did we get here?
0: Um, Jamie Carragher and Steven Gerrard, manager of Rangers.
1: No, but then something something led to that. So you said you Emperor went...
0: Palpatine impression, and you went into your Jamie Carragher.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. That's right. That's right.
0: Do it. increase your hatred. There we go. All right. You would give me the names of your friends, and then you would die. <laughs>
1: you will give me the names of your friends, and you will die. Some people, some people heard that and just said, "Oh God." that
0: was that was too much young skywalker ray i am your grandfather see see
1: emperor emperor palpatine does it where he hold, he has like the the hold on the a so it's more of like uh, it's more of like a um,
0: skywalker young skywalker
1: it goes it goes like deep on the
0: a yeah it's it, it kind of sounds like you're holding your breath as you're talking that's how yes. i do my palpatine impression true very true Anyway, um, one interesting, um, as, as we are going back on the rails, one interesting, sadly. Yeah. One interesting, uh, rank that, uh, or tandem rank tandem, whatever is at eight and nine in fantasy pros. And that is Russell Wilson at eight and Justin Herbert at nine. Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah. We wowie. And so uh, Justin Herbert is above just a couple names. He's, uh, he's above Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and then Matt Stafford's at 13. So that's how that goes. And then above Russell Wilson is Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Sean Watson. That's seven, seven to five.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just don't – I have Russell Wilson that high. I just don't have Justin Herbert that high. That's, I mean, that's my thing. I would rather have Russell Wilson. I just think there's more of a, a supporting cast that's there. And I also think that this is the year where well, that's rich. Seattle is going to, and I quote, let Russ cook, I believe is what the
0: kids say. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore because I think that, I think it's like jinx.
1: Oh, can't say that anymore. This is, Okay. This is like announcer's jinx. I'm sorry. But I, 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 listen, I think Mr. they're going to have to let, they're going to have to let, Russell Wilson just go and do his thing they're going to have to because if he if he's that unhappy in Seattle or frustrated whatever the term is that he used and they're going to keep on toting the rock and doing whatever Russell Wilson is going to want out and I would bet your ass I would bet your ass that my ass your ass yes your ass specifically that (laughs) 16 teams half of the league will be getting ready to call up Seattle and say, what do you want for Russell Wilson?
0: Well, it's also how many teams can take on that contract and still... Teams would make it work. Of course they would. For Russell Wilson? They would make it work.
1: The Jets... Jets if, if, Russell, if Russell Wilson became available, the New York Jets should not hesitate to pick up the phone Ring, 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 ring. Hey, uh, John Schneider, this is uh, this is Joe Douglas with. This the, is your uh, father, Joe Douglas, <laughs> with the <laughs> with the with the New <laughs> York Jets. Uh, we're offering you four first round picks for uh, for Russell Wilson. Okay, deal. All right, goodbye. Done.
0: Hey, Mister Schneider, do you want your first round picks back? I'm I'm sure you really want those. We uh, we have a deal. We have a deal for you.
1: Hey, John. Uh, yeah, you remember those first round picks that you gave for a safety? Yeah, we're willing to give them back. Just yeah, will give, us yeah, give him back. Just give us Russell Wilson. Okay, yeah, all right. That's
0: that's it. That's it. And give him Sam Darnold, too. Done. Done. Yo, actually, it'd be that's fascinating. I think Russell Wilson versus Justin Herbert is a fun is just interesting, just because of like weird ranking disparities. But I think the real battle really is between seven and eight, between Aaron Rodgers and Russell and Russell Wilson.
1: Yes, it is, because I have I have them back to back as well, and it's it's actually very tough because my top my top six, six seven eight I have it Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson, and honestly I keep going back and forth between the three in any particular order. For me, I have it as Aaron Rodgers right now, but if someone were to say to me that, you know, there's more of a a loaded offense in, in Seattle, you know, more short things. That'll be back next year. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, possibly Chris Carson, who knows on, on that front. And then, you know, in Green Bay, you don't know about Aaron Jones. You don't know about Jamal Williams. You'll have Devontae Adams back though. Uh, Robert Tunyon will be back for another season. But really what it comes down to for me is that I just think Aaron Rodgers is much more talented than Russell Wilson. Really. Court, court, yeah, he's court, the most frankly. talented
0: quarterback in the NFL. He's the most point. talented quarterback of all time.
1: Yep. W- without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I, I know that people are going to say to me, oh, but didn't you guys just do a debate and you said Tom Brady's the greatest athlete of all time? Yes, I did. Tom Brady's the greatest athlete of all time. But in terms of pure talent, Aaron Rodgers is just next level good. Yep. I mean, what other quarterback can go and do what Aaron Rodgers does and then just go and host 10 episodes of Jeopardy? Nobody. He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. Yes. He is, a, he is a modern mind. He is he is a philosophical mind of our time. And he's getting married.
0: <sighs> See, that? that's the one downside. Poor guy. I don't know. I, Shail- Shailene Woodley's a good actress. Don't do it, Aaron. Don't do it. I was kind of confused because I thought he was dating Dan Kirkpatrick.
1: See, That's the thing. That's why that's why there are so many people that are confused, because apparently uh, what's her name? Shailene Woodley.
0: Mm -hmm. Shailene Woodley.
1: Yes. Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers met in July. When he was still with Danica, but then he broke up with Danica in August. So there are some people that think that there was a little bit of um, how can I put this in a politically correct way for the kids out there? Uh, A bit of a. um, a, 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 a foray that occurred between Aaron Rodgers and Shaylene Woodley. And then Aaron Rodgers Here. just kind of said, yeah, no, I, I
0: have a good, I have a better word for this. Let's put this in an NFL contest. A sports got tampering. There's some tampering going on. There
1: was some tampering going on. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. There was some tampering going on.
0: That's how you do euphemisms, kid. Kids, that's how
1: you do euphemisms. I am dead. That is so funny. (laughs) Adam, that was well done. You got a bird buck. That was well done. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) That made me laugh. That was funny. But yes, getting back on track. I might use that in in my everyday life now. If, if someone is cheating, I was like, well, just, there's some tampering going on. There's some
1: tampering going on, guys. I'm sorry. I hate to I tell you, but.
0: Uh, you have to, uh, yeah, you have to talk to the person when they're out of contract. You can't do that.
1: James, I'm sorry. Shana's, Shana's tampering. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hate to tell you. Hate to break it to you. Hate to break it to you.
0: It's terrible. All right. Yeah. Well, back back to the discussion of Aaron Rodgers versus Russell. Russell yeah, well, Wilson. What do you think, Adam? I think, I think, you know, people heard from me. Yes. Well, I think I like Aaron Rodgers a lot better than Russell Wilson as well. Just because, I mean, you talked about the supporting cast as being better than Justin Herbert's supporting cast with Russell Wilson. I just don't see that. I think Russell Wilson, the supporting cast isn't really there. I mean, it's there, but like, it's just not, it's not as strong as you would see with Herbert or Rodgers, where you have your starting running back, but the offensive line It needs retooling once again. Um, uh, Tyler Lockett is another year older. I mean, DK Metcalf is incredible, of course, but that's kind of really it. You have two really good weapons and a bunch of kind of chaff. I guess you could say that. Chaff? Yeah.
1: That's, That's a word I haven't heard in a long time.
0: Yeah, well separate the you have two pieces of wheat and the rest are chaff.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly I have not heard that one in a long time Adam. That was another bird buck for you. That was that was some great
0: language. Yep.
1: So anyway, think we're going to disagree on.
0: I don't know. I like here's something. Okay. Do you think that Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson's at 4? In these rankings, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? No. No. <laughs> oh, do you think? Well, he's a, so he's above Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott.
1: Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy to talk. I have yep. I have Dak ahead of. Uh, I have Dak ahead of Lamar.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I can't really find anything that we could possibly disagree on. It used to be, this used to just happen naturally. I don't know why. Now we just agree on everything. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make for good radio.
1: No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> it it most certainly does not make for uh, for good radio. Josh Allen's number two?
0: Josh Allen is number two. Do
1: you agree with Josh Allen being number two? No. Okay, perfect. I, think Kyler,
0: I like Kyler Murray at number two over okay, Josh Allen. Yourself. Um, I think people are low on Kyler Murray because he was injured for a lot of uh, last season. He had the shoulder issue. It was like a lower bo- like a leg issue also, I think with his yeah, ankle, he was banged up. He was he was banged up. Sure. But um, he, Kyler Murray's coming back another year in Cliff Kingsbury's offensive system. So close between Allen and Murray, because they both have very similar upside where they're incredible passers. And they also can run and they can beat you with their legs very efficiently. But I just think that, um, Kyler Murray has a slightly, slightly better supporting cast than Josh Allen does slightly. It's just, so it is very close.
1: If you you make some good points,
0: Adam, if you do ties, I mean,
1: but you can't, you make some good points, Adam. Um, I just think Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray, personally. Uh, I think, you know, when it comes to the ability to get the ball downfield, when it comes to – we saw it this year with Josh Allen where he made so many strides in terms of getting him to a place where you can call him just more than competent, being one of the top five passers probably in the game. And it's a pass-first offense. We know that. And it's going to afford Josh Allen so many more opportunities to put up similar numbers to what he did this year. And if he could, if he can go and do that, Josh Allen, we'd be talking about him possibly being the number one quarterback, and it wouldn't surprise anybody. I will say, however, I will agree with you on something where the fourth or fifth round price tag that is being put on Josh Allen right now is just way too steep for me. And I love him. You know that. But yes. Fourth, fifth round is just too high. And it's too rich for my blood.
0: I don't think I ever said that, but I do, I do agree that spending a fourth or fifth round pick on Josh Allen is pretty ridiculous.
1: Well, I was, agree, I was agreeing more in terms of I would rather have Kyler Murray in terms of if we're putting value versus value. Because I think you can get Kyler Murray probably in the sixth, seventh round. Right, give me that all day, over Josh yes. Allen in the fourth. That's where okay. we will agree. Yes, okay. but in terms of where I from. had them had them ranked, you know, Josh Allen is my number two. It's not uh, particularly close. And then, of course, Mahomes is uh, is the number one there, um, which you know speaks for itself, really. Um, yeah. Before we uh, before we wrap up, and I think uh, and get on out of here, because these shows are going to be quick. You know, there's only so much QB debate that we could possibly have um, based on the ranks that you have in front of you and the ranks that I have in front of me. Uh, do you want to do a you want to pick one quarterback that you think will not live up to his rank and you, you want to pick another quarterback that you think will outperform his rank right now? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. All
0: well, right. so You I want to think... go
1: first? Do you want your do you want me to go first?
0: I'll go first. I mean, this is pretty easy for me. I think Lamar Jackson is not going to be the fourth. It's not going to be the QB4 in 2021. It'll be higher than that or lower? Lower. Wow. Wow. Okay. I think that, the, I mean, it's so it would be so hard to unseat the guys at the top, which are, as far as my ranks are concerned, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray in that order. And then you have the guys below him at with Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. I think they're about half of those guys, if not more, can can leapfrog Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson doesn't have the throwing, he doesn't have the passing upside that uh, a player like either Josh Allen or Kyler Murray or even Deshaun Watson, like these other dual threat quarterbacks, they can do both. Uh not just competently, but uh, sufficiently, expertly. But Lamar Jackson still has to have that part of his game uh, grow. He has the the rushing upside, but the the passing leaves left a lot to be desired in, in 2020.
1: My guy that I think is, if we're going negative first, uh, my guy who I think is not going to live up to his rank is Daniel Jones. I have not ranked as my QB 19. Um, I just do not... Think he's going to live up to that rank? Um, I think that me personally, I probably have him ranked a little high. That's just me talking. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not on this Daniel Jones wagon like most people are. You know, just hoping and praying that, they're gonna, that there's gonna be a bounce back from Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm not, I'm not there. I think that this Giants offense is still terrible. Obviously, free agency can, for sure, change a lot. But I think for right now, uh, Daniel Jones, my QB nineteen, is one that I am, uh, I am looking to fade, even though I have him ranked there.
0: Yeah, I think for quarterbacks that can outperform their rank, there are a couple here where Trevor Lawrence is at twenty six. I mean, that's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, I think that Sam Darnold is going to do would is going to do better than twenty than being the QB twenty nine next season. Uh, certainly, but I think one guy really that could definitely outperform his ranks is a quarterback that you really don't like. I'm sorry, it's Taysom Hill. That's fair, that's fair. I'll give you that one because we don't really know. I guess Sean Payton said that it would be that they're going to think about bringing Jameis Winston in as their starter. For, for 20, if Drew Brees retires, if and when. I think he's already, I don't know. Is Drew Brees already retired? We haven't even heard anything about it. It's, really, uh, if you, it's if, crazy.
1: If you believe what you're hearing from the insiders, it's saying that Drew Brees is going to retire. If you listen to Twitter, Twitter thinks that Drew Brees is going to be back.
0: That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So nobody, nobody knows at this point. The only, the only person that might know is Drew Brees and God.
0: Yeah. Well, even then. Even that, yes. But I think that it, it speaks volumes that when Drew Brees was injured, that Sean Payton went to Taysom Hill over James Winston to start games when everybody assumed that it was going to be James Winston that would that was going to start in place of Drew Brees, and we saw that Taysom Hill, like Lamar Jackson, to a lesser extent, of course, but he has a lot of that rushing upside, and. He, and he, and he's a solid passer in his own right as well. And this is not a guy who, this is not a a person that was like, oh, well, you know, I was a converted. I only just learned how to play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was a, he was a good quarterback at BYU when all of his seasons were derailed by injuries. Literally look it up. All of his seasons were derailed by injuries. (laughs) It's actually pretty, pretty terrible when you hear about it, but I think that Taysom Hill, if he starts full time next year, he can be a very good quarterback.
1: I I think it's good. That's a good shout. Definitely a good shout, especially where he is uh, where he's being ranked right now. But you know, if you're telling me that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter, I would bet you that he is. Uh, he is not going to be where he's at. He'll he'll definitely move up, and I I will make a bet that people will still be drafting Taysom Hill just because of the thought that he could could be the starter for uh, for New Orleans. If I had to pick a guy that I think is going quarterback to- handcuffs? Quarterback handcuffs. Yes. If <laughs> if there is one guy I think is going to outperform where I have him ranked, it's Ben Roethlisberger. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have him ranked right now as the 21st quarterback. I think that is obscenely low for uh, I was
0: going to say he's a contender for me for underperforming he just looked like a like a you just look like a hockey puck. He cooked, completely cooked. Well,
1: I think I think twenty first where I have him is obscenely low. And let's just say that Pittsburgh is bad. If Pennington is back in Pittsburgh, there is a real possibility that you know even if it's like fifteen or sixteen, it's still outperforming where he's being where he's being drafted. So if you're taking him, I don't think you're really risking a whole lot. And if he performs for you the first half of the year when there's still, you know, somewhat nice weather, then you know, you have a guy that you can have for the first eight weeks. But, you know, when the calendar turns to November, I would hope that you would have someone on your bench that you would be able to turn to for when the cold weather comes and Big Ben just can't throw the ball. So, you know, at, at QB twenty one, you're not really asking for a lot from him, but you know, am I saying he's gonna be a top twelve guy? No. But do I think he can be a top top 15 guy? Yeah, he can be. He can be.
0: Well, it's very easy to outperform your expectations when you have no expectations to outperform.
1: That's true. That, that's also quite true.
0: But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think by – well, yeah, technically he can outperform his, rank, his ranking. But I, I just don't think he's worth drafting when there's so many guys – above him even in fa- in fantasy pros i think it, he's ranked at 19 and wow they have the, them higher than i do yeah so the five guys ahead of him are uh from 18 to 14 is daniel jones baker oh, mayfield more. jalen hurts kirk cousins and matt ryan
1: yeah the only guy that i have big band ranked above no not Dan- not daniel jones sorry no, I have them all ranked above Ben Rothberger, and that's what I think I would flip, honestly. and I'm, I'm actually going to do that, is I'm going to flip Big Ben and Daniel Jones in my and ranks.
0: The three quarterbacks below him are Derek Carr, Jared Goff, and Tua Loa and Carson Wentz is a 23.
1: Yeah, I have Carson Wentz higher. Carson Wentz higher, but Big Ben, I have higher than all of them.
0: So I think you can make a case for either for Big Ben, frankly.
1: Yeah, you definitely can. There, it's risky for sure, but at the same time, the price that you're paying, it's not risky at all. It's because if he and, does suck, you just cut
0: him, and that's right. that. And it's not even just himself being bad, because that's—I mean, obviously that's always an option, uh, a possibility. But also, it could be just that the guys around him in these ranks just perform are poised to perform really well, and they outpace him.
1: Well. We saw it last year where, you know, the QB position broke records in terms of its productivity. So the quarterbacks are performing as well as they ever have in, in fantasy. It comes down really to how you feel about the quarterback position as a whole. If you think the quarterback position is going to come back down and maybe go back to the mean, then big Ben won't be bad. But if you would rather go for a guy with immense upside in hoping that he'll be the next quarterback to break the, the crack the 300 point threshold for quarterbacks. Then you go and take that guy over big Ben. I, 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 listen, I find it very plausible that people will go and want to draft that young guy with upside versus big Ben, who is just going to give you the floor. I, I totally, totally understand it.
0: Yeah. I was, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Some interesting things that I was reading on the uh, sidebar of Fantasy Pros because they, they have a lot of that news stuff. Apparently, the, the the Titans GM is just talking and he's just saying crazy shit. I mean, he's talking about Isaiah Wilson, of course, which is like a crazy, crazy scenario. Um, he's probably never going to play another game in, in the NFL. He only played four snaps his rookie year as a first-round pick. Not ideal. True. But... Um, th- he also said that Corey Davis and Johnny Smith could end up leaving Tennessee in a free agency.
1: That's great news for Corey Davis. Yeah. Corey, Davis, please, please go to Green Bay. 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 Thank you very much.
0: Well, that would just be scary for everybody else. That would be amazing we love Corey Davis, great receiver, number one receiver in the league. Yep. All right. Um, you you good here? We can, uh, we can wrap up? I'm lovely here. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Fantasy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Of course, so many platforms, so many options. you love to see it.
1: So many options. Aim to place.
0: Yeah, exactly. So leave us a five-star review, follow, subscribe, uh, like whatever you need to do to keep updated on whenever we release new episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and everything uh, in the Basement Talk Podcast family podcast. So from my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Caster, and we will talk to you next time without running backs next time on the basic talk podcast bye bye